Welcome to the Sheep Connect New South Wales podcast. It's time for you. A podcast produced for the sheep industry by Sheep Connect New South Wales. Hi, I'm Fiona MacArthur, a network coordinator for Sheep Connect New South Wales. The Sheep Extension Network in New South Wales, which is funded by Australian Wool Innovation. Sheep Connect New South Wales has a membership of over 2,200 and our main aim is to help keep you and your sheep business up to date on information about all things sheep. Food rot is a contagious bacterial infection causing disease in sheep. It is a notifiable disease in New South Wales and has obvious impacts for animal health and welfare, but also trade implications as it poses a serious biosecurity risk. This season, conditions are favourable for foot rot, thus Sheep Connect New South Wales welcomes Patria Waite from the local land services to It's Time For You to explore all you need to know about foot rot this season. Patria graduated from Murdoch Uni in Perth in 2003 and was in mixed animal practice in Northern WA for three years, following that mixed practice in Yass in New South Wales for seven years. Patria joined the LHPA LSS in 2013, based in Cooma as the district vet. Extensive on-ground experience with foot rot between 2014 and 2018 um, the Monero saw large increase, increases in cases on over 50 properties quarantined and over 120 properties inspected. This led to Petria becoming a member of the Foot Rod Steering Committee in 2015 to 2020 and the Foot Rod Technical Working Group in 2018 to 2020. Welcome Petria and thank you for joining me on It's Time For You. Thank you. Petria, to start us off, is foot rot present in all states in Australia? No, not all states in Australia because some states really don't have many sheep. So Northern Territory doesn't have sheep and uh, Queensland only has very, very small numbers. Uh, we do know it is present in South Australia and Western Australia, as well as New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania. And do we manage foot rot the same in all states? No, it is managed differently amongst the different states and that's mainly be um, dependent on the prevalence of the foot rot in those states and the seasonal seasonal conditions that those states um, exhibit um, where you know the drier states tend to have less foot rot and um, more um, opportunity for eradication of foot rot therefore they have tougher eradication requirements whereas the wetter states like uh, Tasmania and, um, and Victoria um, have more difficulty in eradicating foot rot because of their wetter climates. And what actually causes foot rot? Foot rot's caused by a bacteria, Dicelobacter nodosus. Um, it's a very well adapted bacteria um, that gets into the sheep's foot and really only likes to live in a sheep's foot and doesn't survive very long in the environment. But it also has many strains and um, identifying those strains, the virulence of those strains can be challenging. So how many strains do you think there would be of foot rot and do they are they different in their level of virulence? Uh, there are, oh, I'm trying to remember now, I think it's about um, 10 to 12 strains of the Dicelobacter nodosus that we know of. 
Um, they run from strain A through to strain M, I believe. Um, and within those strains, there is differing virulence of the, uh, the bacteria. So even though you've got a strain A, doesn't mean you've got a virulent or a benign. There can be both virulent and benign within strain A. You touched on before that in the wetter states, it's harder for them to control foot. What, what are the ideal environmental conditions that the bacteria prefers? Um, the bacteria really likes warm and wet conditions with lots of pasture, particularly lots of broadleaf plants like clover and um, capeweed and so on. And uh, ideally, um, we're looking at days that have an average mean temperature of between 10 and 20 degrees and uh, rainfall of around 60 mils per month, um, sorry, 60 mils per week for around um, six weeks in a row. And uh, those conditions, you know, sort of consecutively without having dry periods in between. And with those ideal environmental conditions, you mentioned before that the bacteria really likes to live and in the sheep's foot itself, but doesn't survive long in the environment. How long would it survive in the environment? Um, it's really only three or four days outside of a sheep's foot. Uh, the bacteria survives on um, hoof material that it breaks down with an enzyme. And uh, if it hasn't got a hoof material in its environment, and also if it has oxygen in its environment, um, it's, it really prefers no oxygen um, to live. So those two things will um, prevent it from surviving um, if it's yeah, not got any of that hoof material and if it's in the presence of oxygen. So it can survive three to four days. Um, we say seven days to play it safe when we're doing eradication programs. And experimentally, it has been kept alive a little bit longer in really ideal conditions, but three to four days is really the maximum everybody's kept it, well known it to be stay in the environment. And it's obviously a lot longer in the sheep's foot itself. Yes, it can survive for many years in sheep's foot. Yeah, wow. And um, are different classes of sheep that we deal with more susceptible? Uh, yes, that's correct. Um, young merinos are the most susceptible. They've uh, got softest feet and, and not a good immune system to, uh, to disease. Whereas um, sheep um, of British breeds and crossbreeds uh, often have much better foot structure, harder hooves, and just seem to be more resistant to the bacteria. Um, one of the worst cases of uh, foot I have seen though is in Dorper sheep, so I suspect that they actually have a higher susceptibility to even some of our merinos. And are there other associated conditions that we see when we see foot rot? We do see um, under the same environmental conditions, sheep develop what we call foot scald, uh, which is identical to the early stages of benign or virulent foot rot. And it's just an inflammation between the toes of the soft skin between the toes. So what you'll see is a loss of the hair. Um, you'll see a moistness and an inflammation between the toes. And um, that has to occur um, to allow the foot rot bacteria to get into the foot. We need to have the action of other bacteria, uh, particularly Fusobacterium necroforum, which is a soil bacteria. Once the foot becomes moist, that bacteria can then invade and macerate the tissues between the toes, and that allows the Helicobacter nidosis bacteria of foot rot to get in and then to start causing foot rot of more severity. And is that foot rot of more severity associated with lameness or are both benign and virulent foot rot associated with lameness? 
We can see lameness in both benign and virulent foot rot. And um, generally we say that the lameness in benign foot rot is not as severe as we see in virulent foot rot, although I certainly have seen some very lame sheep with just benign foot rot, particularly if they're heavier sheep, um, some of the crossbreds or heavy rams. It's obviously an important part of an eradication program to know how the um, infection develops. So how quickly do you start to see the symptoms if you get foot rot? Um, you can see symptoms very quickly. As we mentioned, um, you know, sheep even with low-grade, um, more benign strains of foot rot or what we call, you know, um, score one to three lesions um, can be quite lame. And uh, that can happen within one to two weeks of getting um, foot rot. Um, virulent foot rot though does take a little longer to develop and it can be up to two weeks in ideal conditions with a very virulent strain. Um, when you assess it, foot rot in the field, it must be really important to understand the foot structure of the animal. Yes, that certainly does help because knowing that foot structure um, allows you to score the lesions and to identify um, benign lesions um, or lesions that are consistent with a benign infection um, as opposed to lesions consistent with a virulent infection. So knowing where the soft horn of the foot is, so the heel and the sole is really important and disease that affects only those parts of the foot under ideal conditions is generally classified as a benign foot rot, whereas lesions that affect the hard horn of the foot, which is the, uh, the harder outer wall of the foot that wraps around the toe, um, they tend to be classified more as virulent foot rot. And you just mentioned then that there's a score that you can give in the field to assess foot rot. And does that relate to the type of foot rot present? Uh, any foot rot can be in the lower grades of the scores. So we score from zero through to five. Uh, score zero foot is a normal foot. Scores one, two and three, if we're only seeing those scores, it's a generally a benign foot rot. But if we're seeing the higher scores of four and five, then we tend to be dealing with a virulent foot rot. Uh, we generally classify anything that's more than 1% of the flock showing score four and five lesions as a virulent foot rot. Um, and that's in adult sheep, not necessarily in the younger sheep that have softer feet. And Petrie, when you go out in the field to assess someone's property for foot rot, um, do, you, do you have to trim up their feet to have a good look at the structures and stuff inside or should, is it best not to disturb it? Um, ideally, if the foot looks very abnormal, it should be trimmed back to a normal state and trimmed enough that you can identify what the lesions are under the underlying foot. When we see sheep that have had foot rot in the flock for quite some time, the feet become quite deformed and obviously they uh, collect dirt and so on. And you need to open up that foot and trim it back to a normal shape so that you can really identify what's going on in that foot and score those lesions so we can decide if we have got a benign or a virulent infection. It sounds like a really big job, Patria, and you've done an awful large amount of it in your time. What's the process? Do you have to do the whole flock when you come on and assess someone's property or do you just do a subset of the animals? It does depend in a lot as to what we're finding when we come and examine the animals, but around 100 sheep per mob is what we want to look at. If we start tipping those sheep up and we've tipped 30 sheep and we see at least half of them have got score four and five lesions, we can easily make the call that we're looking at a virulent infection. Um, unfortunately, well, fortunately, I guess, we have eradicated a lot of those more virulent strains, so we don't often get that. 
Um, so what we're generally doing is tipping 100 or more sheep and recording the scores and then trying to decide whether we've got a benign or virulent infection. If we're eradicating a lot of the virulent foot rot now in New South Wales, how straightforward is the diagnosis pro process? Does it get more difficult? Do you have to go back quite a few times when we're looking at um, less of the disease symptoms? It certainly has got a lot more challenging to diagnose um, the difference between benign and virulent foot rot um, in recent years. Uh, what we have seen is that the, the highly virulent strains we've managed to eradicate. So the ones we're looking at now are down in what we used to refer to as the intermediate category. And uh, those are still classified as virulent, but they don't express as well under the conditions. And uh, they sometimes don't express in different types of sheep as well. So we often see lots of cases where we're seeing a lot of score two and three lesions, some fours and occasionally a five. And we often then have to come back and look at those feet again after we've done one lot of scoring. Um, sometimes just to see if those lesions are developing into score four and five lesions or to allow the conditions to continue to um, allow those um, lesions to progress um, with more time and uh, that helps us make a, a decision. Um, but it can be frustrating um, for both the farmer and for us because we sometimes are unable to give you an answer on the first day we look at the animals um, and we certainly know that farmers want to make decisions and want to know what's going on um, but uh, yeah unfortunately it's just the, the nature of the disease we're dealing with these days that it has become quite a difficult um, diagnosis and we certainly don't want to put anybody into quarantine when we don't need to by categorising something as virulent when it's not. And Patria, that's a lot of work all done in the field. Are there lab tests available to help with the diagnosis program? Yes, we have got lab tests available. In New South Wales, um, the diagnosis of foot rot is a field diagnosis, but we can use the lab tests to help us with that diagnosis. So looking at what's going on with the sheep's foot and making our assessment based on the disease that's there is what we primarily base our diagnosis on. But if we're not sure, we can use, um, uh, well, there are a number of, of tests available. We are using the elastase test these days, these days in New South Wales because we found it's the most accurate test with about a 90% accuracy. Whereas some of the older tests, um, the gelatin gel test was about 80% accurate and the PCR test, which is used in other states is only about 30% accurate. And those tests tend to um, err on the side of virulence. So we don't hang our hat on a result on that unless it's really supporting what we're seeing in the field. And uh, if we are having to wait for conditions to progress, um, to try and find out if we are dealing with a benign or virulent and we then get a lab test back which gives us more indication that it might be virulent, then we're going to give that um, disease a little bit longer to progress and go back and have a look at it and uh, confirm the diagnosis by looking at what's going on in the sheep's feet. And Patria, it's a notifiable disease in New South Wales. So what are the requirements for farmers in New South Wales if they suspect they have foot rot? Any lameness in sheep should be reported to a district veterinarian, um, particularly if there's a large number of sheep that are becoming lame. Uh, if it's only one sheep, then um, you know it's, it's likely to be something that's an individual problem for that animal. But if more sheep are becoming lame, there is a requirement to report to local lands services. It's part of the general biosecurity duty under the Biosecurity Act. 
So uh, they do need to get in contact with us and let us know that they have got lame sheep. We'll come out and assess them and then make an assessment from there. And you mentioned earlier that we've eradicated the really highly virulent strains. And if we're looking to, if we have foot rot and we want to go through an eradication program on our farm, what does it involve? Um, there is a requirement in New South Wales to eradicate virulent strains of foot rot. If you have benign foot rot, it's up to you to manage it. But given that um, benign foot rot can cause quite significant lameness and set animals back, we do recommend some treatments to um, you know those sheep anyway. Um, the eradication programs for virulent foot rot, um, we have three different types of program that you can undertake. The first is to do a complete destocking of all sheep on the property. And uh, once you've removed all sheep, they would go directly to slaughter to uh, one of our abattoirs. And seven days after the last sheep has gone, we come out, we inspect the property just to make sure there aren't any strays or any that have been missed there. And uh, if that's the case, then the uh, producer can start restocking. That's obviously the quickest way out of a quarantine or what we refer to as an individual biosecurity direction these days. It's not for everybody though, because uh, it does mean that you are getting rid of all your sheep, which means you know genetics you may have spent years developing may be lost. And um, you know some people also prefer not to put down their sheep, particularly if they're uh, their pet sheep or um, you know a small flock, they might prefer to, to go ahead and treat. So we have two other programs. The first is an inspect and cull program, which is where all the sheep on the property are inspected. We score the lesions and identify sheep that have high score lesions which aren't going to respond well to treatment and recommend they become culls. We look at sheep that have no signs of any lesions and they get put into a clean mob and then any sheep with lesions usually between one and three, we categorise as a hospital mob which may respond to foot bathing and, and to cure and uh, to eradicate the disease that way. This program is fairly intensive. It requires the owners of sheep to undertake this um, inspection process around every three to six weeks during the dry period to identify these sheep. And they have to have had two clean inspections of all sheep on the property, followed by a transmission period, which is a wet period where foot rot's likely to spread again, and then another clean inspection before we can come out and um, do an inspection to uh, say that the, the disease has been eradicated. Um, the difficulty is that sometimes we don't get dry periods and sheep need to be um, maintained so they don't spread any further foot rot. So foot bathing is undertaken in those wetter periods to try and prevent the spread and then the inspections take place in the dry periods. The third um, program we have is a um, treat, an inspect and treat program where we try and treat the sheep with high score lesions um, as well as those with the minor lesions. Um, it's a less successful program because there are some sheep who just don't respond to treatment and they will still need to be inspected and culled. Um, but treatments in the past have involved the, a combination of foot bathing and antibiotic treatments. Um, antibiotics need to be dispensed by a private practice veterinary practitioner and they need to be done under a um, prescription from your district veterinarian because they need to be used in a special way. Um, it's an off-label usage at often higher doses and different frequencies to what we would normally use those antibiotics and they can only be used in the dry periods. Uh, they won't be, there won't be any success um, using antibiotics if the sheep's feet are wet and um, yeah there's more likely to be spread then. 
Patria, there is a vaccine available. Is the vaccine an option? Yes, uh, we have been lucky that in the last few years, Sydney University has done a lot of work and has developed a vaccine. There was vaccine available prior to this um, through Coopers. It was a multi-strain vaccine and it was available to producers in um, Victoria and Tasmania. But the problem with the multi-strain vaccine was that the more strains of um, the foot rot bacteria that were put into the vaccine, the less effective it became. And when we're working with eradication programs, we want our producers to have um, the best options to try and eradicate. So this um, new vaccine that's developed only contains up to two strains of bacteria at one time. And um, it can be given at any time during the um, the season, so it can be used in wet periods. And we've also discovered that it can actually cure those high score lesion sheep. So sheep with score four and five lesions will actually cure with the vaccine. Unfortunately, not every sheep will cure though. So there still needs to be an inspect and cull program to identify those sheep that aren't responding. But it is a really good tool and um, it's, it's great that it is available now to um, producers in New South Wales. But if a uh, producer wants to use vaccine, they do need to apply through their district veterinarian um, for use because it is restricted and can only be done under a permit from the Chief Veterinary Officer. Patria, you mentioned there that the vaccine only covers two strains. So I'm assuming you need to find out what strains you have and what happens if you've got more than two strains? Yes, that's correct. So um, the first visit when um, a producer is thinking about using vaccine is to take a large number of samples from the sheep to identify what strains are present and um, how many strains are present in the sheep's feet. And um, that's then done um, using genetic methods back at the, the University in Sydney. Now it is possible to have more than two strains. It has been found that some sheep carry up to seven strains of the bacteria. Um, so what they do is identify which is the most prevalent and most virulent strains and make the vaccine for those two strains initially and, uh, and then start the vaccination program with those. And then if they find that um, there is still signs of virulent foot rot in the sheep after that, then they'll come back and retest and identify which are the next two most prevalent strains and the vaccination program will need to be started afresh with new vaccine. That all sounds um, very in-depth and I'm assuming therefore rather costly. Uh, yes, it certainly can add up in cost. Um, I believe it was somewhere between $1,000 to $1,500 to do the initial testing and then each vaccine is a dollar. So it's um, two shots are required. So that's $2 per strain. So if you have two strains, um, we're looking at $4 per sheep. And these vaccines need to be given about every 16 weeks because they give protection for around 16 weeks. So you, you can give them every 16 weeks um, and do you test again to see if you still have the strains present so that you can stop the vaccine program? Um, we wouldn't be um, doing the um, swab tests to identify the vaccine if we're not finding any lesions. But yes, certainly if there are still signs of sheep with lameness and with the lesions for foot rot, the tests would be repeated. Okay, so it's a really good option for your high value stock. Absolutely, yes, certainly for the stud breeders um, who've got you know good quality ewes and certainly rams, um, it is, is very good for those. Also for people who have pet sheep who really don't want to, uh, to go down the euthanasia 
through it, um, it is an option for them as well. Okay. And Patria, just before we finish up, with producers trying to restock at the moment, we're trading in and out of areas we potentially have not traded with before. Have you seen a higher prevalence of foot rot spreading into, say, new areas and throughout New South Wales this season? Um, I personally haven't seen it yet. Um, down here on the Monero, we haven't had any foot rot show up, but I've certainly had reports from other district vets that there is increasing numbers of um, flocks affected by foot rot and being quarantined. Um, yes, given the drought we've had here in New South Wales, people are looking further afield to uh, restock and uh, there is the risk that they are bringing foot rot in with those sheep. So we are recommending that um, producers um, inspect sheep. Um, they also get a um, sheep health statement before they bring sheep in from anywhere else, particularly from interstate, and uh, that those sheep are held separate to the rest of their flock for a period of time, at least two weeks, um, during ideal spread conditions for foot rot, or longer if it's not an ideal spread condition, and, uh, and to then to reinspect those sheep before they mix them with the rest of their mob. And when I say reinspect, I would be um, tipping several sheep over, having a look at their feet, particularly if you're seeing any signs of lameness. That's excellent advice. Thanks, Patria, for the information you've shared with our listeners and for joining me on It's Time For You. Thank you very much. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of It's Time For You, the Sheep Connect New South Wales podcast. We'd appreciate it if you could share our podcast within your networks. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the AWI podcast, The Yarn. We'd love you to stay in contact with Sheep Connect New South Wales, and you can do this in a number of ways. Join our network by visiting www.sheepconnectnewsouthwales.com.au. Find us at Sheep Connect New South Wales on Facebook and Twitter. We look forward to seeing you at our workshops and events later in the year. Thanks again for joining us today. Bye for now.